Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Real Positive Girl Podcast with me, Sabrina. This is the show that's going to help you become your best self. And today, we are going to be talking about start acting like the person you want to become. But before we jump into that, I do want to remind you that I would love to get to know you and chat with you over on Instagram. I am at Sabrina Joy Perozo. You can also send me an email to realpositivegirlpodcast at gmail.com. Um, how to spell both of those is listed in the show notes, show notes below. But I would really love to get to know you if you have any feedback, if you have any questions, if you have any suggestions for the show, or just to say hi, and then we can just, you know, be friends online. I would really, really adore that. So again, just check the show notes for information on that. But today, we are going to be talking about start acting like the person you want to become. And, you know, before I get into my, the actual notes that I have for this episode, I was, you know, surprised that I hadn't already spoken about this in a previous episode. I really don't think I have. So I was very excited because it is something that I feel like will help other people consider that it's really important that we start doing this. So I think we all have an idea of who we want to be as a person. Like ideally, whatever it is, you know, whether that is someone that has more confidence, definitely for me, or someone that has better mental health, also for me, um, has a better job, has the dream job you have been desiring for so long that you're better in social groups or you know, you're a more attentive parent. It doesn't really matter who it is you want to be, but whether or not you are making progress towards becoming that person. And that is like the most important part. Are you actually making progress towards becoming that person? That person that you desire deep in your heart, in your mind, in your soul, that you're like, I just, I want to be this person. And it's not as though you're copying someone else. You're just, you have an idea of who you want to be. Like, who you want to be when you grow up? And I still say that, like, who I want to be when I grow up. And I know I've already grown up. I'm like 35 years old. I'm a mom. I'm a wife. I, I get it. But who I want to be when I grow up, when I finally grow into my true self, is I want to be a motivational speaker. I want to be like a coach. I want to encourage people. And I want to be an author. And I want to continue to be a better mom. And I do want to have better mental health. And I do want to have more confidence. A lot of things, you know, the person that we want to become can definitely be multifaceted for sure. It doesn't have to just be one thing. Usually it's multiple things. And I know that there are times where we spend a lot of our time and focus on just those one things and then add everything out from, you know, in addition, kind of just like runner up, we focus on one thing, but it doesn't matter. It can be a multitude of things, but it's, it's a matter of asking yourself, are you actually making progress towards becoming that person. Because I believe we spend too much time thinking about who we want to be and not actually working on becoming that person. You know, I will be super honest and tell you that I have journals and diaries and, you know, documents on my computer talking about who I want to be, what I want to be about, like, wow, all the ideas that I have. Are many of them executed? No, probably just a few. And it really surprises me. I, I, I'm i super grateful for it, but it really surprises me still that I started this podcast like last February. And it wasn't just because of the pandemic, because honestly, I started this uh, show 
really before the pandemic hit. Um, no, it, it was because I just desired to have a connection. It was because I desired to help people. It was because I desired to care for people and to be there for them and to talk about real things and to help people become their best selves because I am also, as we all are, on a journey to become our best selves. And so I, I ever since then, I just hope and wish and pray that that kind of inspiration will hit me again where I'll just do it. And anyway, I digress. But yeah, it's just like outside of that and a couple other things in my life, I, I spent, I personally, and I know many other people struggle with this, spend too much time thinking about who I want to be and not actually working on becoming that person because we need to start acting like the person we want to become, not just dream about it, right? Because it's fun to dream and make plans and think about like what we're going to do and how we're going to do it and how we only need to wait on this, that, the other first to happen. When in reality, we can start right now, no matter what it is. You know, it reminds me of a lot of people um, kind of in the last like 10 years where they'll ask like an influencer online, how did you get started? And, and they're like, oh, you just get started. You just start with your phone or you start with whatever old camera or whatever you can get get a hold of. And then you just have someone help you or you just do something. You just do something. And that kind of advice has been given to people that want to start a podcast, that want to start a blog, that want to do whatever they want to do. If you have a business idea and you just use the bare minimum resources that you have and you just get started because it's better to get started and then work through um, needing better things or needing more things and more money or whatever it is, resources that you need, but at least you got started. At least you're getting in there. You're not like continually putting it off and uh, procrastinating the fact that you haven't started and you feel like you'll never start because you have never hit all of these goals and milestones that you feel like you have to hit before you start, right? I'm sure I'm not the only person (laughs) that has felt this way, but you know, I do, again, I just, I love to sit around and dream about what I'm going to do and then actually executing it. That's tough. I have this problem to the core, do my deepest core. You know, I know for a fact that I spend way too much time considering like which direction I should take and what I should or shouldn't be doing to become the person that I want to be. And, you know, to achieve the goals I have rather than just diving in and getting it all started. It's really tough. And For me, the biggest reason, which a lot of you may, you know, feel like you feel the same, is I live in a ton of fear. You know, I have mentioned in previous episodes how living in fear is one of the most crippling experiences, and that is definitely the the realistic part of my life where I I live in a ton of fear, and I'm working on getting out of that. You know, I... (laughs) I talk to you guys. I read a lot of books. I go to therapy. I pray. I read the Bible. I try to figure it out and it's slowly working, right? It's helping because I'm actually attacking the problem, but it is such a crippling experience. And if you live your life in any sort of amount of fear, you know what I'm talking about, you know, and, and, and this goes for everyone, just about everyone that experiences crippling fear. Maybe there's a couple people out there that if they have crippling fear, it actually gives them some sort of crazy superpower. That'd be awesome. That's what I need. Um, But because the problem with living your life in fear, you know, the biggest problem with this is that it becomes more and more difficult to get out of that mindset and lifestyle as more fear 
piles on and piles in, right? So you're thinking like, oh, I can just like figure out how to get out of this. But the fear of trying to figure out how to get out of it or the fear of actually executing the ideas that you have to get out of it, ooh, that that scares you even more, right? You fear making a positive change in your life because you don't know, without a shadow of a doubt, that it's going to work out. You just don't know. And it's really a 50-50 chance, honestly, maybe less than that, depending upon what way you're going about it. And there is no way to know what you want to happen will actually turn out. There's just no way. There's no way. You can base it on history and what has happened in the past, right? You can base it on chance or the probability of it happening, but there's no way. There's no way you'll know that it actually turned out. So you continue to live in fear because you lack absolute certainty. And no one has absolute certainty. I feel like some business people, and this is my experience being with a business person and being around other business people, is that they think and believe that they feel like they have absolute certainty and certain things that they uh, put a lot of trust in and, and faith in and not everything turns out, right? But they're leaning more into the positives, into the things that actually happen and the achievements and goals that they have actually managed to hit rather than all the negative points where there were mistakes and failures and losses. Um, but they have that absolute certainty because they're leaning more into the positive. And I feel like that's another way for those of us that live in the cycle of fear can try to do because, yeah, there is going to be bad things that happen. Uh, but we have to understand that there is most likely going to be better things. And I'm sure at this point you're asking if you do struggle with this same fear cycle, well, how do I get out of this fear cycle? Uh, And you have to convince yourself that the possibility of taking a chance on something you really want and desire to do and be is worth the risk, whether it works out or not. Like you taking a chance is worth the risk. And yes, this can and probably will induce more fear. (laughs) Absolutely. I, you know, I am not here to lie to you or to play, make, pretend and try to tell you that everything's going to be sunshine and rainbows. No, it, it, it probably will induce more fear, but you have to strengthen your mindset to be tougher than it has been, right? You have to push through and tough it out and be like, okay, I am going to become stronger in my mind and my body and everything so that I can conquer this. You have to push yourself to have a few chances and to take a few chances to experience disappointment and fulfillment. Again, there will be disappointments. There will be failures and mistakes. And then there'll be fulfillment where you actually get what you want and maybe even more. Some things will work out and others won't. It's just how the world works. And I feel like a lot of times in the past, I would have said, and even when I was writing my notes, I heard this in my, in my mind. That's how the world works, unfortunately. But I decided that it's not unfortunate, Right. And this is probably something that I need to talk about in another episode. So I'm just going to really like try to clip by here in the next 30 to 60 seconds of saying that I think that it's not unfortunate that this is the way the world works. Because honestly, if everything worked out for us, how would we learn any lessons? How would we become stronger? How would we become these people that are continually getting better each and every day? 
right? If everything worked out, we wouldn't learn any lessons and we'd have all these grand expectations that it's all going to work out and it wouldn't challenge us or push us. So, and then I, but I know that you, you're, you're probably still like, well, but still, it's still unfortunate that the world works this way. And it, it's, it's really not. And honestly, if you just accept the fact that this is the world, this is the way the world works and it's for your betterment because you're always better after you go through these challenges, challenges and experiences, if you lean more on the positive, it'll help you to accept it even more. Okay, I'm not going to talk any more about that. I think I will in the future, though. Let me know. Send me a DM on Instagram or an email. And let me know if you're interested in in talking about that mindset of like, it's just the way the world works and thinking of it so negatively when we should think about it super positively or at least even-minded. But maybe, so let's get back on track with what we're talking about. But maybe you don't struggle with living in fear right? Maybe that's not your problem. That's totally fine. That's awesome. You are living the good life, my friend, and please continue to do so and share your secrets with us. But I do understand that just because you don't live in fear doesn't mean you won't struggle with putting action into the person you want to become. It doesn't mean that just because you don't live in fear that you this is going to be easy peasy pie in the sky kind of task for you. Fear can still linger there, but maybe your real issue is doubt, right? fear, super crippling. Doubt. Doubt can definitely put up a lot of roadblocks. I personally wouldn't say it's crippling, um, but it's it can put up a lot of roadblocks. It can cause you to turn back, right? When the going gets tough. It could be your own doubt you placed in your mind, you know, from seeing others fail or even succeed because success, there's definitely a fear of success. I've talked about it. I have it. It's a problem. Um, but it's also because my husband made a good point the other day because I was telling him how I have a fear of success. He was like, yeah, because you haven't seen your desires and your dream fully through. You're just you're just generalizing things. You haven't actually thought through it deeply. And I was like, you're right. You're absolutely right. But yeah, maybe you have doubt though, because you've seen other people fail or you've seen them succeed and you're not sure if you could do it and how it's going to work out. But it could also be doubt that someone else has placed in your mind, which I I definitely am familiar with. You know, whether out of love and protection of you, thinking this will help you, or purposeful pain. Some people are out to just like, there are definitely people in our lives that are out to get us or out to cause us pain on purpose because of whatever pain that they are going through. It's true. It's cliche, but you know, uh, people, what's the phrase? It's like people in pain give pain or people that are mean are people that were me being that were hurt? Oh yeah, hurt people hurt people, right? There it is. <laughs> I didn't even look it up, guys. I was just trying to really remember off the top of my head. Hurt people hurt people. So people that have been hurt are tend to hurt people more, and that is how someone could just like plant that seed of doubt in your mind. But either way, it's not good. It's not helpful, obviously, and will need to be conquered to fully act like the person you want to be now. And when I say conquered, it doesn't mean that it's like conquered forever, like you're fine, you're going to like take the giant down and you're over it. No, it's more of like conquering it, getting on top of it, managing it so that it doesn't continually get in your way. And oh, it can be really tough. We really have to go after it and understand that just because other people put doubt in us, whether it's painful or not, 
whatever their motivation was to do so, it doesn't mean that you have to do what they said or you have to believe what they said or that whatever they say and doubt that they put in you is true. Because it's a lot of times it's not. Some of it, sure, but some of it not. And it doesn't mean that just because it was true for them that it'll be true for you. So you should give it a try. You should push through. And, you know, I totally get it because a lot of times people will be like, well, I don't know if you can do that. Or I don't know if you'd be good at that. Right. And it's like, well, I don't know if I'm going to be good at that. I've never done it before. And they're like, well, you know, that conversation where someone's like, well, you've done something similar to it and you really didn't like it, or you really weren't good at it. Or remember the, those mistakes that you made. Do you really want to do that again? And it makes you think like, okay, maybe I don't want to do it again. But then it's like, it could be different this time. And granted, it could not be different this time. It could be worse or the same. But you'll never know until you actually go after it, right? These are things you have to consider. But, you know, my biggest reason, personally, besides crippling fear, (laughs) my biggest reason for not acting like the person I want to be now is because I'm afraid people will judge me for it. Absolutely, 110%. That is the reason why I have not been acting like the person that I want to be. And it's not a really great reason. I accept that. It's true. It's not a great reason. But I do struggle with being a people pleaser. And I've talked about that many times, many times on this show. Um, Because it's true. And I want you to know that if you are also dealing with that, there are so many of us in the world still dealing with that even as grown-ups, even as adults that have full-time good jobs and and jobs in general and that are moms and wives and are over the age of 30, <laughs> um, still dealing with people pleasing. It's, it's a struggle. Um, but I just, I care way too much about what other people think about me and it gets in the way of me trying new things and really putting myself out there to fail or succeed or make mistakes and experience life even more. Because a lot of those things, failing, succeeding, making mistakes, they will help you experience life even more and understand it and become stronger and become your best self. I will, I will die on that hill of like mistakes and failures will help you become your best self. They will, you know, or to even figure out if the thing I want to become is really for me. That's definitely something I've been pondering about lately. You know, you, you spend years sometimes thinking and dreaming and hoping of becoming this type of person, but you don't even know because you haven't even dipped a toe in and you don't know if it's actually for you, right? Um, I think I've shared this before, probably not in a while, but when I went to college, I went to college to become a child psychologist and I minored in youth ministries because I went to a college that was Christian, but not just a Bible college. It was actually a full-fledged, like accredited university, four-year university. Like people went there to become nurses and, and other business people and whatever. Um, but you could also go there to be a minister or to be a worship pastor or whatever you wanted. So... Um, yeah, I went to school to be a child psychologist. Sorry, I was trying to get my thoughts back. And I wanted to do that. I've been wanting to do that since I was like 10 years old because I wanted to be there for the kids that uh, didn't have anyone. And I wanted to find some sort of way to have an outreach and have a practice and give, give, give therapy away for free. And I wanted to help kids. And I also, um, 
loved the middle school age and I still do. I love it. My daughter's in that age right now and it's just, it's amazing because I feel so knowledgeable because it's the age that I know the most about and then I understand the best and then I enjoy. And um, I feel like a lot of people don't say that about junior high, middle school kids. That's how I feel. Um, and yeah, I had this whole plan. I was going to like, you know, do youth pastoring on the side and stuff and help with that and then uh, have a practice of my own and or even just work under someone else's practice. That wasn't really that big of a deal. I know you make more money, you know, doing your own practice, but it still takes more responsibility. Anyway, but now when I think of that dream, I think that I'm happy that I didn't do it because, and I couldn't do it because it's, it's, there was a lot of drama why I couldn't, but I couldn't do it because, um, and, I, and I'm happy I didn't. I, it's not that I now that I would not enjoy it, but I'm happy uh, where I ended up right now, right? Because I wanted to go all the way and get my doctorate. I wanted to be, go all the way. I didn't want to just get a master's and then like try to practice. You know, I wanted to go all the way, get my doctorate and be Dr. Sabrina. Well, at the time I was Neil (laughs) because that's my maiden name. And and it didn't work out. And when I reflect on it back today, because many people are like, oh, you can go back to school. Even my therapist is like, you know, I was going back to school at 50 and reconsidering things. And I'm like, that's great. But, you know, there was a time, there was like a period of like five to 10 years when I was younger um, where I wanted to go back to school. And my husband talked about it and he didn't like the idea of it because of his own personal experiences with his mom going back to school um, when he was growing up. And... So I was like, oh, so that was that seed of doubt, right? But then I also kept pushing and being like, no, I could do it. I could do night school because I found a bunch of other people that were also doing it. And it seemed like a goal that I could hit, but I didn't, I didn't do it because other things kept coming up and other changes in life and it, and the desire continued to fall away, not just because of other people's doubt, uh, because I found more people talking about how you could be a success rather than a doubt. And I could just get student loans and it's fine because I'm paying my debt until I die anyway because we went to a really expensive school <laughs> that no one helped me pay for, which is fine. Um, but I'm glad. I'm glad that it didn't turn out that way, and I'm glad that I decided not to go back to school, and I'm glad that things are going to turn out whatever way they're going to turn out. But again, you know, how will you know if you never try? And again, you're probably like, well, Sabrina, you didn't try. You didn't actually do it. Well, I did go through the schooling and I did reconsider it for several years going back to school and figuring it out. And and I just, I'm glad I didn't do it. So there's going to be times where, you know, you kind of dipped your toe in in a certain way and then you realize I don't want that. And I want to let you know that that's okay because at least you did something. So if you went to school for something and then you decided when you left school, you're like, I don't want to do this. Well, at least you went through the education of it, you know, at least you did something to try it out, to understand it. And maybe you even went through and actually tried it for a little while. And you're like, no, I can't believe I spent all this money on this degree for this, but I don't want to do it. Right. There's someone that I follow on Instagram where they went to school to be a nurse and then they were a nurse for like a few months and then, and then they quit because that's not what they wanted to do. You know, a lot of people would look at that and be like, look at all that time and money wasted. But at least they tried. At least they went through with it. And they went through with the desire and dream that they wanted. And then they figured out they didn't want it. And they found something else. And 
now they're happier. So, you know, I just, this is just part of the show where we're about to wind down, but I just really wanted to hark on the fact that how will you know if you never try? How will you know if you aren't pushed to become stronger through the fail failures and the, and the successes and the mistakes and the experience that you're going to get and all those things? Because if the person that you want to be seems like the right thing, you got to give it a try. And then maybe it is, or maybe it's not, or maybe it needs to be flexed a little bit. You know what I mean? So today I am going to give you a few tips on how you can start acting like the person you want to be, whether you struggle with fear or lack of experience, maybe, or seeds of doubt or something else, something else that's preventing you from starting to act like the person you want to be today, today, this day. And none of these things are going to be quick fixes. Absolutely not. (laughs) If you're not new here, you know, it won't be a quick fix. I do not really do quick fixes because those don't last long. They just don't. They feel good in the moment or even in the season, but it's like crash dieting. You know, you can't make long lasting diet changes if you don't take the time to make changes over time rather than all at once. And if you've ever been on a crash diet where you're like, okay, well, I'm just going to like, you know, eat 1200 calories of just like rice cakes and water, (laughs) whatever, uh, for six weeks. And then you lose some weight and you're like, oh, I feel good and great. But then you go on vacation because that's what you did. You want to look good on vacation. I get it. I feel it. Uh, But then you come back and you're like, okay, I can continue this lifestyle. But then you can't because your friends are like, oh, let's go out. Or you're like at home and you're like, oh, no, I'm just going to order a pizza. And, you know, it just continues to spiral because you didn't actually take the time to make lasting long changes. You didn't ease into it. So we are going to ease into starting to act like the person you want to be today. I know I keep saying today, but baby steps are steps in the right direction. And they're easier. And again, more long lasting. So here are four tips, only four, to help you start becoming the person that you want to be. Number one, accept that people will judge you and that's on them, not you. The idea of just accepting the fact that people are going to judge you and that is really like on their agenda and it doesn't have to have anything to do with you is a piece of advice that I feel like I talk about every 10 episodes, maybe, maybe, maybe less episodes. Someone that's actually listened to most of them, you can tell me, but it's because it's a hard truth and piece of advice to digest and believe and to carry through. Even me, I'm giving you this advice and I struggle with it. Okay. That's how real this is, but you have to accept that people will judge you because they will. There's someone probably judging you right now, like at home talking about you or talking about you on the internet or thinking negative things in their mind about you. And I know that would be negative and you're probably like, Sabrina, why are you being so negative? I'm not. I'm being realistic. There's someone out there that's just acting a fool and that's not on you. That's not part of your agenda. That has nothing really to do with you. It has to do with the perception that they've decided to have on you. It has to do with whatever experience that they decided to make negative in their mind. Maybe it was a negative experience. Maybe it was, but you don't know because they didn't tell you, you know, maybe, maybe you cut them off in the carpool line. Maybe, I don't know. 
people do that to me. And now that I'm back to taking the daughter to school and bringing her, picking her up at home, man, oh my gosh, I get so mad people cut me in the carpool lane. But maybe someone, maybe you cut them in the carpool lane. But they never say anything to you and they don't know you, but they're really upset with you and they're judging you and they don't like you. But how does that really affect you? Because you don't know. And if you just decide to accept that there are people out there judging you, it becomes a lot easier. It is getting a little bit easier for me. It becomes a lot easier for you to just stop worrying so much about what people are thinking about you. Because if you just assume that they are judging you, there is someone out there judging you, then it's like, okay, well, I already know that's happening. So I don't have to put so much effort and worry into trying to prevent it or trying to not do anything that would cause someone to do that because they're going to do it anyway. They're going to find something. And that's just how negative people are. That's just how hurt people are. They just are doing that or they're offended and they decided not to say anything to you and that's on them still. Because even if you did do something that offended them and they didn't tell you or try to like make it right, it's on them, not you. It's on them, not you. Okay, number two, start adding in something new each week to slowly acclimate yourself to what it would be like to do those things as this person. That was a long one. But basically, start adding in something every single week. So for me, that would be, uh, let's see. Well, I took a little break from the podcast like a while back. Uh, I might not be noticeable because of how many episodes are out, but I take a little break and then I started coming back. So every week I'm like, okay, I'm not going to do as many episodes as I used to do because my work and everything just is overwhelming right now, but I'm going to do at least one episode a week. But you guys find that I do two and sometimes three, depending on what's going on. And, and then, so one week I'm going to start adding back in the podcast. And then the next week, what am I going to do? Okay, I'm going to start adding a little bit of an outline and inspiration for my book into a document. And I'm going to start doing that once a day every week or not once, a, once one day per week, right? And then maybe next, the week after that, you're like, okay, well, I'm going to do two days of really brainstorming and outlining the book. And then maybe the week after that, you're going to start listening to people giving advice and, and knowledge about becoming a motivational speaker or becoming like a coach for someone to help them with their mindset or to be more vulnerable and be more authentic because that's those are the topics that I'm super into that I like to help people with. And maybe the next week after that, you start creating like a video series or you start at least coming up with ideas for a video series. Maybe the week after that, you're like, you start filming this. And you see what I mean? So you start adding in something new every single week to acclimate yourself to becoming that person. Now, I'm sure that you're not out there trying to be a motivational speaker and an author like me. Maybe though, that'd be cool. Hey, I think it's cool, obviously. But maybe you want to learn, I don't know, jujitsu, right? But it's really intimidating and that's the person you want to be, but you're like, oh, I don't know what to do. So maybe the first week you will go online and if you don't already know, learn a lot about jujitsu. And then maybe the next week you will start watching videos and maybe trying to understand some of the movements that way at home alone. And maybe the week after that, you will find people online that love that sport and do it on the regular. And then you'll start, you know, following them. And maybe the week after that, you'll be like, oh, okay, 
let me actually reach out to someone that does this that I can talk to in real life and understand it. And you continually do that that week. And then maybe the next week you start to actually look for gyms, jiu-jitsu gyms in your area. And you kind of like scope out which one would be the best one for you to go to based on reviews or how close it is to your house or like whatever or how much it costs. And then the week after that, maybe you'll have to visit one. You're not, you're not committing to actually signing up, but you're going to go check it out. You're going to walk around. You're going to maybe, I don't know, like with the whole situation that's in the world right now, you can maybe view a class. I don't know. And then, and then maybe someone has like a free trial and you can actually like try it out or do personal lessons or whatever. You see what I mean? So just start adding something in new every single week towards who you want to be because you're actually would be starting like that day and then continually adding more and more until it becomes easier and more natural, or you just become that person that you've always wanted to become, and then you evaluate it. (laughs) Okay, number three, keep notes or journal of how you feel trying these new things and whether or not you need to change course or direction or make any tweaks. Okay, so I know we're running long for the show. Let me try to wrap this up um, or be quick about it. Number three, keep notes. So let's say you go through the process of, let's just use the example of uh, wanting to become a master at jiu-jitsu, right? Okay. Well, maybe like the first couple of weeks and the first things you do where you like research it and you start talking to people and all this stuff, you're like, okay, that's great. But then maybe you go to a gym and you see like exactly what people are doing like in person and you're like, oh, I don't know if this is for me. And then you witness somebody getting hurt and you're like, oh, I just don't know. Or you talk to someone that got hurt and they say it's fine, but they talk to you about the limitations that they would have. And you're like, oh, I just don't know if I can do that in my life right now. I have like a toddler at home and I, I don't want to get hurt and then like not have, not be able to take care of my kid or whatever, you know, like those are real considerations. Like then you're like, okay, well, maybe I can't do that right now. And maybe I need to reevaluate okay, well, you've kept notes all along about how you feel about things, how it's going, how it's progressing, and maybe you need to change course, or maybe you need to take a pause, and you're like, okay, well, I'm going to take a pause, and you actually document why you took a pause, so you can remember it for later, and then you're like, okay, well, what can I do instead, right? Can I just, like, still stay at home and continue to learn the moves, kind of, like, uh, why watching a video uh, with, like, a, like, a like a bunch of pillows taped together or something, you know, as your opponent, or do I need to just find a different sport that won't be as, I don't know, rough or whatever, you know, or do I just find that like seeing it in person, actually going to the gym, this is just not my thing. Or maybe you do try it. You do a trial and you're like, oh, this is not my thing. Okay. Well, at least you did it, right? We talked about that. How will you know if you never tried? Okay. You tried. Or you got, you got along in the way of like, you know, becoming that person. You're like, I don't like it. Okay. Then make a switch, make a change, make a tweak. Be flexible. Do not lock yourself into this. Do not say like, I'm going to go to school to become a nurse. And then you become a nurse and you work and you hate it. You don't like helping people. You don't like cleaning up poop. You don't like having to deal with patients that are complaining. You, you, you really don't like any of this. Okay, then change, then stop doing it. Don't let yourself be guilted into the fact that, you know, you spent tons of money and tons of time. Figure out a way for you to like maybe still use those skills in some other way or just do something else. And yeah, you might not be able to quit your job right away because you need to pay your bills. I get it. But make the effort to figure 
something else out. Okay, number four, the last one. Remember, you are never too old or young or whatever to attempt to do whatever it is you're wanting to do. So this is the one that I continually tell myself. This is the one that my therapist is like, oh my gosh, I started doing different things at 50 and I'm over here at age 35 complaining that I am too old. But it's because a lot of my life I've been surrounded by people that at a much younger age have already decided what they want to do or what the course of their life is going to be or what the general theme is even. And I'm over here 35 and I don't fully have it together. But there are many people that start now at 35 or there's a lot of people I fall in line that started when they were 40. So it's, it's, it's a good reminder that you're not too old, you're not too young to attempt something or you're not whatever you feel like you are to attempt it. And I wanted to make sure that I put the word attempt in there because not everything we want to do is going to work out, but at least you attempted it. At least you gave it the good old college try. At least you put yourself out there, right? Right. Well, but yeah, you got to remember, don't let those things be boundaries for you. You're putting up your own boundaries. Uh, You're putting up your own roadblocks, really, not boundaries. Boundaries are positive. Boundaries are good. Boundaries are healthy. But you're putting up your own roadblocks. You're getting in your own way. We need to not do that. Okay, you guys. Well, this was a long one. So if you're still listening, thank you. I hope that you really like this. (laughs) And I hope that you uh, share it and tell other people if you really liked it. But thank you so much for listening to the Real Positive Girl Podcast. Again, with me, Sabrina. You guys are amazing. I hope you have a good rest of whatever your day is left for today. And again, check the show notes for how to get a hold of me on Instagram at SabrinaJoyProzo or send me an email at realpositivegirlpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you again for listening, downloading, and sharing the show. And until next time, have a really great one, you guys. And I'll see you next time. Okay? Bye.